0: Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. I am so excited to get back into God's Word today. We finally made it to James chapter 2, and I want to open up with the first verse. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. So today, we're going to be talking about what that means to be a respecter of persons and what the Bible has to say about it. Just a basic definition of that is your behavior, your attitude or your response to someone based off of their class, wealth, power, status, popularity, beauty, fame, talent, race, success or whatever it may be. And we have to remember that in the scripture, we're talking about the context of the church and the importance of not bringing in these kinds of worldly biases that can really affect the way we treat others and create a partiality that's based off of the world system. It can be subtle, but it can really influence us. So we have to be aware of it. So praise God for his word, for his love for us and his truth. So go grab your Bible, a pencil, maybe a notebook. I've got my uke. Now open us up in song. With only you God, Only you God, my joy comes in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Joy comes in the morning. With only you God, Only you God, my joy comes in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Joy comes in the morning with you with you. Jesus, with you. Mm -mm. With you. Thank you for your joy, God, that comes in the morning. Thank you for your spirit and your truth. Fill us up today. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So open your Bibles to James chapter 2, verse 1. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. I love the insert here, the Lord of glory, right in the middle of this verse, because it's such a reminder and perspective adjustment for us right before this teaching. And sometimes we need that to really be able to receive all that's going to be laid out for us. And the reminder that He is the Lord of glory is so important because he's the one that determines what should and should not be glorified. The Lord of glory decides that. And his ranking system is what matters and what is right and is quite opposite to the ways of the world. So may the Lord of glory teach us today. Amen. Let's go to verse 2. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring... In goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. So we're seeing here respect and honor being given to one person and being withheld from another based on their appearance. This, my friends, is where the evil is at. Verse 4 says, Are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? Guys, we see all throughout scripture that God is not for this kind of judgment. He is not a respecter of persons in this way. Instead, He looks and sees on the inside of a person In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, the Lord is guiding the prophet Samuel on who to choose and anoint as the next king. And he says to him, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And then we see back in James chapter 2, verse 9, it says, but if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. So when we judge people in this way, we are missing the mark and we're not representing the Lord well. In John chapter seven, verse 24, Jesus says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So being a respecter of persons is a type of judgment that is not acceptable, especially in the church. However, Jesus does tell us that there is a type of judgment that is, and it's to judge righteous judgment, discerning between good and evil. We see in scripture how the righteous judgment of God looks at the actual character of a person and the works that flow from them, rather than title or prestige or what they might know. God calls his people to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. First Peter chapter one says, starting in verse 15, But as he which is called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. So he's no respecter of persons, but judges the fruit of one's life. Remember, Jesus said, By their fruits you shall know them. And every tree is known by its own fruit. Speaking about these same two types of judgments, we read about it in Leviticus chapter 19. Verse 15 says, Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. And it goes on to say, but in righteousness make your judgments. So we want to be able to discern things between true and false, between good and evil. But the Lord is making it clear. Do not judge people or things based off of class or status or their lot in life. That is unrighteous judgment. God does not want us to do that. Deuteronomy 1.17 says, Ye shall not respect persons in judgment, but ye shall hear the small as well as the great. Ye shall not be afraid of the face of a man, for the judgment is God's. So treat the great and the small equally. That is how the Lord sees. And like it says, the judgment is God's. He is the one who determines and teaches us righteousness. So let's go back to our text in James chapter 2 starting in verse 5 and see how the word of God directs us in response to being a respecter of persons. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? So God has chosen the poor and he says they are actually rich, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which is promised to those that love him. Verse six says, but ye have despised the poor. And again, he's talking to the church. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? So who's James talking about here? He's talking about a person that uses their wealth for power, control, and manipulation. This kind of stuff happened then, and it certainly happens now as well. This being a respecter of persons is alive and well, and we have to be able to identify it, especially in ourselves. Often we see being a respecter of persons being connected with the receiving of gifts or even being bought or influenced with money. Deuteronomy 16 19 says, Thou shall not respect persons, neither take a gift, for a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. It's very easy to feel a sense of obligation when someone blesses you. It could be with gifts or not. It could be money. It could be support. It could be flattery. And it's so important to understand that we're all susceptible to this kind of thing and not allow our good judgment to be tainted. Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 7 says, Wherefore now, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. So the context of this verse is teaching how to have good judgment. And we see again that receiving of gifts being connected with being respecters of persons and how the Lord does not do that and there is no iniquity in his judgment. We see in Proverbs 28 verse 21, to have respect of persons is not good for for a piece of bread that man will transgress. So we see here how a person like that can easily be bought off and how their judgment swayed. The Bible is clear when it shows us where being a respecter of persons leads and how the Lord calls us to judge righteously, not unrighteously. And then one last important point I want to make is this. I personally have seen some of these verses here in James taken out of context before and used as an excuse for disrespect and dishonoring people. As far as honor goes, the Bible does teach us how to honor and how to do that correctly. For example, children are taught to honor their parents. We see that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. We are taught to honor our elders and those who labor in the word to teach us. We see that in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. The Bible tells us to esteem others better than ourselves without partiality and without vain glory. We see that in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. The Bible says to honor one another in Romans chapter 12 verse 10. Wives to honor your husbands and husbands to honor your wives. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 7. So the Bible does teach us a proper way to honor, which is a completely different thing than being a respecter of persons. The Bible says in Romans chapter 2 starting in verse 9, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. And last but not least, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 lays out for us the importance of honoring those in the body that otherwise would be considered less honorable in this world. Just like we talked about the poor in James chapter 2, 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 23 says, And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts, or our less beautiful parts, have more abundant comeliness, for our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Verse 26, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ. So we want to see how God sees. We want to have His heart for people. The point of this is to bring us all equal on the same playing field, to love one another, fulfilling that great commandment, just like Jesus said. We see all throughout scripture how God humbles the exalted and exalts the humble, which is not the way of the world, but it is the way of God. So may we love serve and honor one another just as Christ has showed us to do all to the glory of God the Father and our Savior Jesus Christ the lord of glory what I know is God, is good what I know